Yo, what's the deal? This is Mr. White Claw, Mr. Pineapple Seltzer in this motherfucker. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Freaky Zeke. He just got engaged and he just had a little party and shit. It was going. It was going. <laughs> Freaky Zeke. The most important thing, self-confidence. Without that skill, we are useless. When you lose sight or belief in yourself, we're done for. You know the drill. What is good, everybody? Irrational confidence. At you one more time. Everybody get down on the floor and get butt naked. <laughs> I want it all. Run me, run the jewels. That is the homie J Pounds, aka Jordan Booth. What's goody? What's crack collecting? Of course, it's your boy Jero coming at you live. I guess when you're listening to this, it's not live because this is recorded and then posted. So, but it's live when we do it. So let us have our moment. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing we are working on. I'm working on getting us up live so we can have real time uh, audience interaction beyond just Instagram live. But um, it's a lot of moving parts. You know what I'm saying? A lot of moving parts. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Well, everybody does do a podcast nowadays. So. <laughs> that's that's true. Doing, but yeah, doing the podcast is easy. It's all the other stuff that goes along with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's something that people underestimate, right? When you, like, when you start something off like this, and we've been doing it for a minute, but there's so many components to doing what we do. And I'm not saying, oh, this is so hard, feel bad for us, but if you're starting any type of business, right? If you're any level of entrepreneur, when you start off you wear like 10 different hats because you have to, right? Because it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not going to hire someone to do run the IT department right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just yeah, not sure. there. So I got to figure out a lot of it on my own uh, through trial and error. I got a couple people I rely on that I go to to help me run shit, make sure everything goes smooth. You, you feel me? But um, yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of moving parts. But we're here, baby. That's all that matters, you know? Still standing, still strong. But we are working towards one day getting that bag like Rihanna just did. Shout out to the queen of Barbados, the princess of the world, Riri, being named a billionaire now. And I guess that's net worth, right? Like that's because of Fenty and it's net worth. It's not, she's not just out here with, she's not liquid for a billion, I'm pretty sure. She's good for a mill, though. She's good for a mill cash money. Oh, yeah. Sure. She could she could go hand you a mill in cash and a duffel for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that and that's all you really need. You don't need more than a million dollars cash unless you're on some, like, world domination shit. That's facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what, like, what are you about to do with, like, a billion dollars cash money? You know what I mean? Like, you're about to buy some shit that's about to change the way the world works. That's what you're about to do. <laughs> um. What would you do if you the day you be, you were announced that you were worth a billion dollars? Oh, I would do something like crazy. Like I would buy I would buy like fucking something like a business or something. I'd buy like a strip mall or something like like a, like Nipsey's fucking uh like Crenshaw like that type of that area. I would buy like one of those in my neighborhood for sure. And I would make it like I'd buy the people out but I would overpay them and then I would fucking turn it all into shit that I wanted it to be. Or some of the people that I wanted to stay, they could stay if it made sense with my plan. I would do that. I'd get like a strip mall. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, 
Man, yeah, I feel you. Uh, I think I would not invest it if I, because at this point, if I made a billion dollars, right? If if this is the day I'm getting announced that I have a billion dollars, I've been investing most likely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so to celebrate, I would have to do something foolish. You know, like hit up a couple of the homies and be like, "Yo, whatever your plans are this weekend, drop them. You know, get your passports ready. We out." Yeah, I feel that that's hard. Or get or get all your friends like fucking uh, different cars, different muscle cars, like Kevin Hart did. That'd be fly too. Yeah, just that, do, do but, something for but your people. I, but I feel like at that point, you know, what I'm saying like, I mean, if we're going that route, like, if you're a millionaire, you're probably doing stuff like that. You know, <laughs> depends how many M's we're talking, right? Because <laughs> any, any, anything anything more than probably five to ten, I could say I could say you're comfortably doing stuff like that. No, I'm still. L- let me tell you right now. If I make ten million dollars, I'm still not still buying. I'm not buying you a car. If you came to me and you were like, "Yo, we need this money for yo," could you help us out with a down payment on a house? I got you a down payment on a car. If you came to me, but I wouldn't just spontaneously like, "Yo, here's to all, all my boys, y'all. All you get a car, you get a car, you get a car." You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make I sure. I'm gonna make sure y'all are straight. But if I'm only worth like ten million dollars. I'm not going to, you're not just going to be out here stunting on my dime. You know what I mean? Like, we, no, for sure. I could get you some J's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could help out with the rent if you're short or something like that. If you need something, I could send you to San Diego for the weekend, but I'm not going to get, just get you a car off rip, you know? <laughs> yeah. When I was talking about my strip mall, like, my strip mall is tailored towards, like, my liking. So, like, I got there's you. Chick fil A, there's the Chick fil A mm, in there, mm. there's a soul food chicken spot on the other side. There's Chinese food in the middle. There's fucking uh, water parks. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, <laughs> shit is like, le- this shit is legendary. Just tailor made for Jordan. Yeah, there's the Nike factory. Fucking, <laughs> I got there's, you. There's a Nike factory outlet, but it's a, like a small store, but it's got everything you need. I got you. Um, no, I feel that. I think uh, I, I feel it like like doing some something like that, just stunting and getting yourself making life easier. Make make right. it in your own spot. You know, I think everyone's had the dream of, you know, having their own bar or their own restaurant or something like that. A place where they could feel comfortable and lounge at with their people, you know. So I feel that the strip mall would be cool. Uh, yo, so we are uh, we are a few days in now to NBA free agency. And I was just wondering your opinion on. Let's start with this. What was your favorite move of free agency? Uh, my favorite move, Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. Okay, why? I mean, I just feel like he was he was the player. I feel like he's the player. He's the guy. He's the guy. For the Bulls, obviously, he's not going to make that big of a difference as far as from them being like, they're not going to be you know in the finals or anything like that, but they go from a legit you know, somewhat fringe team to somewhat now like in the playoff hunt with Alonzo Ball. I feel like that was a great ad for them overall. Obviously, they added DeRozan as well, which yeah. helps a lot, but they, they put together a whole package. They made themselves relevant, you know? And I feel like Alonzo Ball was like the, you know, the, the first domino for that whole thing to go. I feel like that was a quality sign. I mean, how relevant did they really make themselves? You know what I mean? Like, I think Milwaukee's still better. Um... The Nets obviously still better. I would yeah. even maybe say the Heat are better. I think they're better than the Heat. Player for player, I think they're better than the Heat. 
I think there's an argument there. I don't think I I don't think it's a wash either way. I don't think it's you know I think there's an argument to be yeah. made either way. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I I really like that move. Um, obviously, Otto Porter Jr. going to the Warriors. No, I'm fucking around just because I'm a Warriors fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that was a good move, though. I it was like a good that. pickup. It was a good pickup. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> I well to stay on topic. I do want to get back to the Warriors thing because you know it's not an irrational confidence pod featuring your boy Jero over here. If I didn't uh, drop one, some Warriors tidbit, right? But uh, my favorite move. I think the move that's going to have the biggest impact, which is a different question than I asked you, but I think it's just equally important. I think adding Patty Mills to that roster for the Brooklyn Nets was a huge move. Um, Just because you still have scoring, you have a dude who's played in a billion, you know, big games. He's not going to be afraid of the moment. And I think that was a really big move. The move I was, I was, that was my favorite, and people are just hating on it left and right. Was Russ going to the Lakers? Mm. Yeah, you asked me a completely different question, so now, now I feel, I feel a little differently about my answer because my favorite move was definitely the Lonzo Ball move. I thought anybody who got Lonzo Ball in this situation was a winner, for sure. No I doubt. Love for him to be on the, for him to be on the Clippers, but anybody who got Lonzo Ball because he's 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 next. He's going to be one of those guys. You think so? You think he's a top ten point guard in the next five years? I mean, he's he's Drew Holiday at he's Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's Drew Holiday. He's Drew Holiday without the mid range game. When you think about it, deep offensive, he's solid. Offensively, he has a, a solid jumper now. Defensively, he's a fucking menace. He's a fucking menace at six six. You know what I mean? I know he's light skinned so light skinned dudes don't get credit for playing defense. <laughs> <laughs> but he he goes hard on defense. Like Lonzo Ball is, le- is a legit threat on both sides of the floor. He's a legit point guard. He's what you need to win. You know that's an interesting point you bring up about light skinned dudes not being known for defense and not getting that love on defense. And I'm really trying to rack my brain of the last light skinned dude in the league that we thought was like a clamper. You know what I mean? And I really off. Right. Uh, Fripp, I can't think of one. I'm sure there's uh there's got to be one. Uh, I mean, JaVale McGee had some depoy nods back in the day, but that's around the rim, protecting the rim, you know. That's a different – that's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about a perimeter defender that could put the clamps on. Man. Yeah, I mean, Tayshaun Prince was solid. Again, that that dude was 6'10". And yeah, he could, but he you're right, he could lock you down. And Ben Simmons is a solid perimeter defender as well. So uh, Matt Barnes was legit in his day. Okay. There we days. go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do I do really like the addition of Lonzo Ball. I don't know what the fuck the Pelicans are doing, man. I have no idea. They're what, falling apart. I have no idea what they're doing. I can't believe uh David Griffin still has his job down there. Like, what are you doing? So you bring in in one year. You bring in Steven Adams, who clogs up the lane, right? You bring in Eric Bledsoe as well. You get rid of Drew Holiday, NBA champ Drew Holiday. Um, You bring those two dudes in. Again, uh, a guy like Steven Adams who clogs up the lane when you have Zion, who is probably the most one of, 1A or 1B, most lethal person around the rim. You know what I mean? And then you, you... a year. Oh, and you also bring in Stan Van Gundy. This is Griffin, right, for the GM of the Pelicans. And the very next year, you get rid of Stan Van Gundy. 
you get rid of Steven Adams and you get rid of Eric Bledsoe. Like, so you're undermining your own work here. You're like, oh, that didn't work. My bad. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You have a, a future just perennial all-star and you took away him and Lonzo had good chemistry. He's up out of here. So what are y'all going to do? Go younger? Like, what is the fucking plan? I don't understand how my man is being able to just fly under the radar. Like, he, if the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, he can't have a job next year, right? Oh, for sure. So we're mean, they, have so, they have so much talent, so much talent on the board, and now it just seems like there's really not that much talent. Like, they're not even talented. Like, their talent can't even compete with other teams at this point. Yeah, I mean, right, you have Zion. Zion, right. Zion, like, Zion, Zion, and Zion. <laughs> right? But, like, before, I mean, Ingram, Ingram is a solid player, but Ingram okay, fair, fair. Really, realistically probably becomes a trade piece now in order for you to be, do the young rebuild around Zion, which would be the right thing to do. Yeah, because, well, Ingram and Zion have a weird chemistry because they they just, it's a weird thing. They don't fit. The, they don't fit together. They just don't. They don't. You know, and that's they both no trying sh- to do the same thing. Yeah, they just do it differently. Yeah, and there's that's no shade to either player. Obviously, they just, um, yeah, they they do not complement one another. So, uh, we we're talking in the rundown. You you sent winners and losers. So that's an obvious loser. The Pelicans. Who is uh who's one of your big winners in the NBA offseason? What three days in? I mean, you got to say the Nets. Like you again, you brought up that Patty Mills signing, and then mm. they retained Blake Griffin. Yeah, who you know was a completely different player once he arrived in Brooklyn, on the so, veterans I mean, minimum too to keep Blake, right? Great deal for and them. And then, and then other side, obviously the Lakers. I mean, I'm a little pessimistic about the state of the roster with all the oldies on there, and um, you know I feel like there is definitely a high possibility that they it doesn't work out. But you can't you can't sleep on LeBron. It's like sleeping on Brady. You can't sleep on LeBron. I don't know, man. I really like what the Lakers did. Um, I know people are hating on him, but it's like, listen, he, these dude, LeBron is on the, you know, he's in the twilight of his career. Russ is older. Trevor Ariza, obviously, like these dudes are o- older, uh, mellow. But this team isn't necessarily to, built to be a one seed out of the West, but they are a ready now playoff team once they get some chemistry get some reps under them because what's going to happen is you're going to be able to rest the shit out of lebron now because you have russ who is always going to go hard right (laughs) he's yeah that's that should be his nickname instead of brody it should just be russell go hard westbrook because that's all he knows how to do is go fucking hard Um, and in the playoffs it might be better if he's not fucking going full as full speed you know because he's going to we're gonna play a slower game. Yeah, but I mean, the one thing, the best thing about the Lakers' decision, I could say, is that they they kind of reestablished their identity from the year they won, in the sense of they're big inside. You yeah. know, they don't. I mean, everybody always talks about the Lakers having spacing, but the year they won it, they didn't have any shooting really. Like KCP was nice from yeah. the three point line, but there wasn't any dead eye shooters out there. You know, so the Lakers. I feel like the philosophy for them is just to be bigger and be more dominant inside the paint than other teams. Yeah. And then have a little bit of finesse around it. And they got good pieces coming off the bench now. Malik Monk. They got um, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench. You got this instant and I like offense. Those additions. I really yeah, do. Some young heads. I really do too. So, so um, another loser so far. I, I do like the auto pit. Porter Jr. pickup, but my Warriors, man, I'm not exactly sure what the plan is. Like, 
I'm watching highlights from earlier today of uh, Jonathan Kaminga and um, and Moses Moody going crazy in today's game in Summer League, which is dope to see. But that's great. They both play the same position. And you have an 18 and a 19 year old, right? Like, yeah. And the Warriors are one of the older teams in the league. I mean, the Lakers passed them up, but how is that like? Why are you building to the future when what you have with the Warriors with that core? That is an ex. That there's an expiration uh, date on that. You know what I mean? Like, that's- I mean, but think about this though. Like, I mean, you because you still have young talent. Kaminga is not. I mean, for me, he's not great, but like Kaminga is respected. People think he has a lot of upside. I think he could be one of the guys. You put Kelly Oubre and Kaminga together for Brandon Ingram, who probably should be available. Would do you like having Brandon Ingram with that? You know. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Brandon Ingram, and then you got fucking uh, Kevon Looney and fucking Pool Party and Pascal, and you still got a little bit of depth. <laughs> now we I mean? like that could work. You know? We we gave up Eric Pascal today. Oh, you did. You traded him. Yeah, yeah. we traded oh, him to Utah for a future second rounder. Mm. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that was all about. So, my guess, I I guess they might be clearing cap space, right? Because you have three dudes. Um, that were all lottery picks in the last two years that obviously are all going to be on rookie contracts. But, I mean, you just breaded stuff out. You have Dre on uh, Draymond on the max. You have Clay on the max. We have no idea what Clay is going to look like. So I'm, I'm just not sure. And why is Draymond playing in the Olympics? He wants to get a goal, baby. Represent his country. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, why is, is is he like the choice? Is Draymond the guy? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I love what Draymond does. I guess he's, I mean, I guess for a team like that, that has no chemistry, I guess he is the perfect type of player. You need a Draymond Green. Yeah, he's a glue guy. He's a glue yeah. guy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Ultimate glue guy, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But people don't, people hate Draymond though. <laughs> like KD's on this team. You know what I mean? Like if this was Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan, Draymond would have not been invited. I <laughs> I had I had the qualifications to be on the list. Well, from what I understand, I KD and <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I stepped all over you there. Sorry, uh, KD and Draymond do, uh, from what I understand, do get along pretty well now. So, you know, it is what it is. KD seems like the type of dude who's never happy, no matter what's going on in his life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you just, when was the last time you heard anything from KD and it was just like you just felt pure joy from him when he was smashing rose gold on woody (laughs) (laughs) is that confirmed that's facts all right just like jimmy just like jimmy butler smashing rachel nichols it's all live what on the book that's facts no big face coffee no way big face is that real that's real facts no i don't know there's there's no confirmation it's highly, it's highly uh, suggested, though. I'll say that. I've both, never both heard that. Both of those stories. I've Google heard the it. KD and Roz Gold, but I've never heard that. Uh, so if you're like me, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm dropping gems on y'all. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's keep it pushing. So the um, baby obviously been in the news a lot lately. Uh, he had some... Pretty ignorant shit to say at Rolling Loud. 
talking about HIV and AIDS victims and uh, I don't I guess victims isn't the right word. Um, what is the right word? People who have it. Yeah, carriers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, God, I'm drawing a blank. It's been a long fucking day. Um, well, he talked about folks who dealt with that and talked, linked it to the gay community and blah, 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 and then essentially doubled down on it. And now he's <clears throat> there's a big push online to get him canceled, and he is losing sponsorships. And more importantly to an artist, he is getting dropped from a lot of shows. Now, I will say... And that it depends how the contract's written out because uh, some of these contracts are binding as soon as you, for these festivals, they're binding for the artists as soon as you jot your name on, on the paper. And if the concert then, or if the venue or festival or whatever you want to call it decides to drop you, at that point, oftentimes as an artist, you are protected and you still get paid. But the point, nevertheless, is the baby is actively trying to be canceled. So I wanted to get your opinion on everything that's gone on with this man over the last week and a half. I mean, I'm going to say the obvious. Obviously, his actions and his words were deplorable. Mm. Definitely. Yep. Definitely unacceptable type of behavior. And you know what? But I'm just of the mindset, like, I mean, less, like, I mean, people have said worse, you know? People have said worse. There's some Pop Smoke songs that are pretty homophobic if you're if we're just talking about the words of the words gay and homosexual and innuendos about homosexuality and things. There are a lot of songs that are a lot worse than what than than you know what I'm saying the baby's songs. Because so the songs don't really portray towards that demographic as much, you know what I'm saying? But people do say some wild shit towards that audience of you know homosexual people. So it's yeah. like this is not the worst thing we've heard. So well, that part of it that part of it feel makes me feel like you know what like he should be okay. But then also I'm of the mindset where you we can't you can't cancel a rapper. You can't cancel a musician in my opinion. You can not listen to the music, but you can't cancel a musician. It's an art form. It's a form of expression. You don't have to listen to it. Well, but yeah. you can't you can't cancel it. You can't cancel him. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there where I think I think when you people should be able to say whatever the fuck they want and then deal with the deal with the, the consequences, the consequences of, of your speech. This is America, baby. The the First Amendment is first for a fucking reason. What does Dave Chappelle say? The First Amendment is first for a reason and the Second Amendment is there in case the first don't work out. <laughs> you know? Right. So um, I agree with you. Obviously, what he said was fucking ignorant and dumb, and it was stu- a stupid thing to say, and blah blah blah. Like I, and I, if I was of the LGBTQ community plus community, I would be, uh, I would be hurt or offended. I could see that as well. And I'm not defending the baby because I don't even rock with him like that, you know. But I am defending yeah. free speech, and I just feel. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want. We just had a president who did, right? You should be Mm -hmm. able to say whatever the fuck you want and deal with the consequences. And if he's losing sponsorships, then so be it. You know, maybe that's how you learn your lesson, right? Like, I don't think that... Thank you, sweetheart. Shout out to fiance. She just brought me a White Claw on demand. That's that's a real one right there. Uh, Hold on. locked in. There you go. Uh, (laughs) But I think we're on the same page here. Like, you should be able to say whatever you want to say. And the fact of the matter is, times have changed. And hip-hop, in that 
uh, aspect in the homophobia and the misogynistic uh, aspect has it has been slower to change than other genres and adapt than other genres because you're absolutely right. Pop Smoke has sent some crazy shit and a lot of rappers recently have, right? And there's rappers from the past that I don't think could survive in this era with the way they talked. Many of them. 50 Cent, 50 Cent would not have made it past 2010. Eminem wouldn't have Cent. made it. There's a lot of cats. If you really listen back, you're like, bro, like that was unnecessary. Dr. You Dre I mean? wouldn't have made it. Snoop would have. Right? There's a, a, all your favorite artists. You go back and listen to how hip hop was, you know. Mm -hmm. And so some people are slower to adapt. But the thing that you and I have talked about on the show before, and I think um, I guess should be brought up again, is if we're just going to cancel people, we don't allow people the the room to grow as individuals and sometimes you need to be shamed in to learning and growing right uh, your hope is that everyone knows that being homophobic is wrong that racism is wrong that being a bigot is wrong whatever right but oftentimes I mean, shame is how people learn and change right like and if we don't if we don't allow people to grow and learn then then so what we're all supposed to be just perfect and understand other people's plights and not have any ignorances from jump, that'd be great, but that's not the real fucking world, bro. Mm. You know, so as much as I think what he said was wrong, and I, d I have no problem with concerts canceling him because at the end of the day, if I'm, <clears throat> let's say I'm putting together a festival, what I don't need is people picketing outside of my festival. I don't need that. Exactly. I need people spending their money, coming, having a great time, you know, partying, buying merch, all that shit. That's what I need for my festival goers. What I don't need is to make a scene with people picketing in front of it. So I, I have no problem with people dropping him. And maybe, you know, I, I did read something that the LGBTQ community reached out to to the baby. I want to read it. Uh, and basically, let me see here. I, I have it right here. Uh, a bunch, 11 national LGBTQ plus HIV AIDS organizations write open letter to DeBaby and offer opportunity for a private educational meeting. That's the way to go, right? That's what Tim Hardaway did. Right? Like, uh, I think Julian Edelman had a conversation with somebody. Somebody in the NFL says some super, like, anti-Semitic yeah. type conversation. I think it might have been Cam Newton. And like he or somebody, somebody, I can't remember. somebody, somebody, I do remember that though. Famous. Yeah. Yeah. And he reached out to them and took them to the Holocaust Museum. You know what I mean? Like and that's an opportunity for learning. And that's exactly it. That's how people grow. That's how people learn. Like, yo, I didn't understand it was like that. I didn't understand what I said. These words meant that to this particular group of people. So the moment we take that out and we don't allow people to do that. So I'm good for those, uh, those 11 organizations reaching out and hopefully the baby learns a lesson. I don't check for his music like that anyway. I'm, he's good for a hot feature every now and then, but like, I'm not, ah. you know, I'm not rocking a baby <laughs> album. You know what I mean? I'm back in the mail is gone. <laughs> nah, I just think the biggest thing is that people expect people to change internally. And like the biggest thing in my almost 30 years here is that I understand that people aren't gonna change internally. Like you said, shame is the best way to get people to change. So I don't even care if you change internally, but if your actions line up with the society, you know what I'm saying? That's all I could really ask for. I just, we just want you to do what's, what's acceptable. Think about this, right? What led to the civil rights? A lot led to the civil rights, but what what actually made a difference? It was a bunch of white, white folks. Seeing this and being like, "This is fucked up. This is shameful. 
I can't believe yeah. we behave like this. This is wrong. Let's vote and do and march side by side with our black brothers and sisters and make make a change. You know what I mean? Like shame. That's like you gotta let people do dumb shit and say dumb shit and stop trying to censor everybody and let people say their dumbass ignorant shit so we could say, yo, that was some dumb ignorant shit and now you're gonna lose money because of it. But here's how you can grow and here's how you could change. And some people won't ever forgive you and they have a right not to forgive you if they don't want. But you could still make a comeback and be fine. You know what I mean? You'd be straight. Agreed. Yeah, do this do this red table talk with the baby and let's get it going. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> do All this right. red table talk with Jada. What were you thinking, the baby? I don't know, Jada. Just <laughs> uh, go ahead. This is, I was I was just in the moment. I was off the Don Julio Hennessy mm. mixture. I was I was uh. You're really trying to get this going, this Don Julio and Hennessy mixture <laughs> thing going, bro. Why is this so important? <laughs> why why are I'm you on start this? A, I started to start a love train. You are on this tip so heavy, bro. <laughs> this shit is hilarious, man. That should make you a daddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro. All right. This is the perfect transition for some new music. Yes, sir. That's where we're going. You go ahead. So what, are you, what are you listening to, sir? Uh, Isaiah Rashad finally dropped the album The House is Burning Yes, yes Let's stay for there a, for a for second a of, Yeah For a lot of people You know what I'm saying Rashad is a vibe For a lot of people Maybe not know who he is But I mean TD's basically You know Fifth man But he's definitely More so in the middle As far as the pack I'd say he's, he's right behind K-Dot for sure As far as What I like But you know he uh, he seldomly drops. He doesn't drop as much as he should, and that's the that's the real reason why people I don't think know about him as much as they should. Yeah, I was surprised. I've listened to some pods this week where they're talking about like, yeah, I just kind of found out who he was. And I'm like, man, for real? Like, but I guess right? you know, I I don't know. We're out here on the West Coast. We've been listening to Isaiah Rashad. You and I have been bumping him on the radio for the past five six years. So. You know, it's our audience knows who Isaiah Rashad is, many of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Like, I'm I'm definitely fucking with that. What else are you listening to? Uh, You know what? I'm not going to lie. We were talking about LBGTQ plus right song uh, stuff. Lil Nas X, that uh industry baby, though. That shit goes hard. That shit slaps. <laughs> that shit slaps. Yep. Yep. It absolutely does, man. That shit slaps super hard. I finally got to listen to that Vince Staples album, like, completely. A lot more eclectic than I was expecting, but I still like it. Mm, yeah. But, and then uh, finally, you know what? OGZ. OGZ from from Shoreline Mafia. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people who are like listening to this definitely uh, kind of in that in more of that region. But OG part of Shoreline. OGZ part of Shoreline Mafia. He got some songs with YG. He got some songs with the baby. Uh, coincidentally, but it's just hard. He's got an album. Can't think of the name of the album, but there's a song called uh, "The Big Bad Wolf" with YG, and that's on the album. So check that out too. All right, but um, yeah, we we really need to put this playlist together. We'll make it happen, um, man. Honestly, I've been I've been really on that uh, everything I've talked about in the past few weeks, and just added Isaiah Rashad. Other than that, not a whole lot of new stuff. Um, there's, How often do you listen to any J, anything off the J. Cole album at this point? It's been weeks. It's been weeks since yeah. you listened to anything off that album. 
I, I don't know if it's been weeks. I, I actually listened to a couple tracks off of it maybe a week or two ago. But yeah, that's... I'm, I'm saying shit just doesn't have the staying power it used to. I'm, I am still listening to that Tyler, the creator, though. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was different. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be... And that's not going to be in my rotation, but it was, it was solid. I'm not going to say it was bad. It was cool. Which one, J. Cole or Tyler? Tyler. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought cold shit was fire, but it's just the staying, like you're saying, the staying power. Like, there's so much shit coming out. Like, I can't continue to listen to J. Cole for fucking two weeks when there's like 10 more albums coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, de- I'll definitely go back to it. But yeah, there's just so much music coming out right now. And especially we got this party going on. I got, I'm more listening for just bangers right now to bring out this party you know like oh I, yeah i forgot about that yeah uh <laughs> yeah that's september 5th uh yeah yep september 5th yeah uh me and j pounds are djing the second annual labor day party at parkside is going down it's gonna be a problem you know the second annual and it's gonna be a hoop tournament at the park before fish <laughs> lunches jumping for the kids you know what i'm saying <laughs> No, but I am looking forward to that. But yeah, you know, we'll see what this Kanye album does. When is that supposed to drop? Tomorrow? No, it's never dropping, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. It's never dropping. Fair. It's never enough. dropping. And that's the thing. Even if it did drop, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to get it. Like, because it's probably going to be on like title or like some weird platform that like regular people don't have. Like, who the fuck has title? You know what I mean? Or who has like? Amazon Music, cause you know how Kanye's fucking weird ass is. Yeah. Bro, it's gonna be fire. I'm, I'm gonna get it, but I'm just saying, like, it's gonna take me a minute to get it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what what this is all about. You know, somebody was joking around. They was like, it's not even done. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not even done. Well, that's it's probably not. That's why he's been sleeping at the Mercedes Benz uh, Arena and shit. You know. I love it. I love it. You gotta love Kanye. He's a, he's a modern day superstar. Yeah, it's just hold on. How old is Kanye? He's forty four years old. What other forty four year old rapper are we waiting on, anticipating an album from so much? I can't name one. I can't rap, name a rapper over forty that it's like, you know, that social media is going crazy for. Like, oh, he's dropping. You know, this music coming out. He's doing these pop ups. I can't think of one. I mean, if Jay dropped, we would we would take notice. That's the only person, though. Yeah, but Jay Jay's not a weirdo in that same way where he's gonna lock himself in, in a in Mercedes Benz Arena, do these shows where he just basically walks around in a. That you shit know, is hard. It's hard as fuck, bro. He's it got people paying two hundred twenty dollars to watch him walk around in a suit with his face covered. That's what I'm saying. The funny, the best thing is, it could not even be Kanye. Like we don't know for a fact there's Kanye under there. You know what I mean? This could be the ultimate con, pun intended. Yay! You know what I mean? Like my man could be out here with a body double, and he's just out here in Wyoming or wherever the fuck he goes to to retreat and be weird and just have a body double filling up arenas, doing all this promo shit. You know, and he could just be out here just living living in Wyoming. He could be fishing right now, for all we know. Album could have been done a year ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> just really living real simple right now. Oh, man. He's setting set- his own firewood. 
I mean, but you got to give it to him. He's 44 and relevant as fuck, man. Like, his sneakers dropped, the new pair of sneakers dropped the other day of his. They're sold out immediately. Like, I just don't, to me, it's crazy that Kanye has that much relevance still. Because the last couple albums he dropped, let's be honest, I, you know, I mean, Life of Pablo was the last one that I'm really going back and listening to anything off of, you know? Pablo, Pablo went crazy, though. Pablo went nuts. It was a good album. It was a good album. Yeah. It wasn't great. It was good. It was, it was a solid project, right? It was a welcome back after, like, because, like, Jesus wasn't for everybody. Not at all. Uh, God is king. Twi- no, thank Or Jesus is king. No, thank you for me, sir. Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy wasn't for everybody, you know? I think Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy is, might be his best album, low-key. Mm. It's a different vibe, but I, I love that album. But a lot of people don't like I feel like that's one of the the like least fight, liked albums of Kanye was for sure. Perhaps that and, that and Jesus. Yeah, Jesus can go somewhere. I don't even remember off top. I can't remember one track off Jesus. Can you? Uh, <laughs> falling in love. I think it was like Kim Kardashian was in it, and there's like black skinhead. Yeah, no, thank you. No, no, no neither yeah, one of those. Blood for me. Like blood. There's, there's some shit on there. Blood on the leaves. There's some hits on there. Blood on the leaves. The beat goes crazy, but overall, yeah, nah, bro. Yeah, but no, not not anything that I would would want to save. If I had to, if I had a limited amount of space, that's not something I'm saving. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, all right, let's let's move on. We had a listener question here, and you and I are uh, we're both committed good men, good stand up men. So I felt like this question would be appropriate for us. All right, so I'm not gonna read the name and reads the following. Um, well, I'm trying to. Get, he leaves a lot of personal information. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to get through all that part. All right. Uh, so I work in, I don't even want to put his job out there, but he works in a very busy industry. And this woman, let's call her Robin. Okay. And I started, started a relationship some years ago. Here's the kicker. We both were engaged at the time. Mm. Two other people, obviously. We slept around for about a year. After after a year, after we both got married, Robin's husband caught on to what was going on and basically found some texts, called me out, and the relationship was over. Robin and I went our separate ways. She's doing well. She's got couple of kids now I'm happily married now and have a kid of my own we're both doing really well and our because of our career career paths we we cross paths often we rarely ever talk about it or talk about anything at all it's usually in passing and it's a hello and goodbye um, as we are usually a mixed company in a professional setting recently I've been thinking about this situation a lot and I'm really proud of where she's at and proud of where I'm at and how much we've grown. I do, however, feel like there needs to be some closure as we never we never really talked privately after her husband found out that we were carrying on an affair while we were both engaged prior to marriage. Okay. Is closure a selfish thing for me to want? I just want to tell her how proud I am of her and how much she meant to me and how we've grown. 
and how it's cool to see us both grow into the professionals we are and to the parents we are and loving loving significant others we now are. Okay. I don't think he wrote that right. Anyway, my question for y'all is, should I reach out to Robin and just set something up to talk to her and just express all this feeling? I don't, I'm really not, sorry. I don't really not want to talk to her and make things uncomfortable. That doesn't make sense. But I do... (laughs) Who smell check this? Man, he must have been writing this drunk. Like, man, I, I got to talk to someone about this. <laughs> but I do feel that closure would be necessary and help me move on with my life. Again, I am happily married now and a proud father. But I just think about those days and I, I feel having a conversation with Robin would help me get over the past and just move on. So... Again, should I reach out to her and try to set something up to talk to her? Should I just email her or message her some of this? Or should I just leave it alone? What do you guys think? I really think that getting some closure would help me out moving forward. I don't know what to do. Please help. So, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> there's layers to that. Layers. Um, I wanted to get your opinion. Should he reach out to this girl again and find this closure he's so desperately seeking should he just move on should he play it low and just continue to see her and passing and keep it pushing i mean for me i mean first of all this is a man asking for closure i don't know what closure there is to be had for a man in the situation in this situation you know what i mean i mean unless like you said he said he's happily married and he's you know has his kids and everything like that so the closure, the only closure would to be had would to be what there is to be have is like, well, what if you and me would have worked out? You know what I mean? That is literally the only closure to have. So unless you're in a situation to where you're not happy, you know what I mean? All you about to do is fuck her shit up unless she not happy or you're like you're like looking for her to not be happy as well. And y'all could do the same thing again and try to do it the whole way this time and be happy together. You know what I mean? Like it's a very selfish move. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it just sounds like this, this is just dripped all in ego, right? That's, that's what I hear. Like it's, it's this dude isn't really all the way. He hasn't all the way moved on or let go clearly. Right. Mm -hmm. And for a boy, what I would tell you is that it's best to just let it go. Right. Because there's a million reasons you could be looking for closure. I've found myself in the past, like thinking about past relationships or whatever. I mean, you know, this isn't something I trip off anymore. But when I was younger, I would stress off these different things. And I think so much of it was where I was at that point in my life. Right. Like whether it was a relationship when I was in my 20s and broke as fuck and had nothing going for me. Right. And just missing those days of not having responsibilities or whatever or you know, just, just a moment, right? It's sometimes it's more of that than anything else. And in this case, you both have, uh, you're both married with kids. So like, in my opinion, like nothing good can come from it, except your ego may feel a little bit better. It almost sounds like you want to know, do you miss me too? You know what I'm saying? And my thoughts is it's probably better not to know. 
You know what I mean? It's probably better not to know. It's probably better to just keep it pushing because one thing I know is divorce is messy and expensive. And it's even more messy when y'all got kids involved and y'all both have kids involved. And how are you going to exactly reach out? You're going to send her an email, anything. Her her husband has already intercepted some message, some messages exchanged in the past and called you out on it. So how are you going to, what's the subject going to be on the email? Hey, if your husband's reading this, please tell him that I mean this by with all respect. I just want to tell you hi and you're doing well and good for you. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, that's that's obviously a lie. And that's the biggest part. Like, if you were really a person, a person who was really feeling that way and it was all genuine feelings would have would have just approached the person, you know, had a conversation like, hey, you know what? Like, I know we have some history X, Y, Z. I'm, you know, really proud of you, where you've come, where I've come from this. And, you know, fucking, I just hope shit cannot be fucking super weird between us. I know shit will never be like normal, you know, but like, as long as it, like, you're not all eked out when I'm around and I'm not all eked out when you're around, you know, if that's the best, if that's the best we can do, that's the best we can do. Yeah. Closure, for one, I think is often a myth, not entirely because I have felt closure from a relationship before. But oftentimes I think it's a myth and it's something you tell yourself that if I just had this, I would be better off. If, if I just, but I, again, I think that's so much of your ego speaking that I, I need to know that, you know, she still thinks about me too. Okay. Say she does. Now what? You know what I mean? Or you want to know that she, yeah, something like that, right? Like, you just, you, you, your ego wants that more than I think you do. And again, I don't know that. Well, like, if she's just like, yeah, thanks, we have moved on, and things are better for both of us. Well, crazy times, haha. Let's laugh about it, have a shot, and move on. Like, okay, cool. Like, how much better, how much more is your life improved? Because at the end of the day, you're going home to your wife and daughter. Um, I don't know why I assumed he had a daughter. I don't know if he said that. <laughs> but your wife and kid, right? And hopefully forever you're doing that. So I really don't think closure is necessary. If it's eating you up so much, maybe next time you see her, you say, hey, can we go grab a coffee real quick or something? Can we step outside and talk? And you tell her, hey, this is cool. You meant a lot to me. We both moved on. We grew up. We grew apart. And it is what it is. But let's just not have any weirdness. Okay, that's one thing. But I think you're looking for something you're not truly ever going to get. And if you do, again, my question to you is then what? I bet I bet this guy for sure has not told his wife that he is coming into contact with this person consistently. Maybe she doesn't even know about it, you know? Well, he never mentioned that his partner found his out. His side of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there's so so many moving parts in this whole thing. Let me the just biggest thing is like, yeah. In general, people, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, do yourself a favor, make your life easier, and don't fucking cheat. Okay, like I can promise you, your life will not be easier, nor will it be better if you start cheating. Okay, I don't care. And that's a fact. I don't care where your head's at. I don't care how much, you know, you've been lusting over someone or thinking about this other person. Your life will never get better by cheating. It, you better off just leaving that person. If you're, if you're that, uh. If, if you need it that bad, it's better off just leaving that person than to cheat because it's going to fuck your whole shit up. Man. For real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. No, a lot, of, a lot of good men have, have fallen, fallen victim, right? 
<laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, ain't nobody above it. But no yeah, one, a lot of good men have no one it. is above it. No one yeah. is above being capable of doing it, I should say. Anyone is yeah, capable, sure. right? But what I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you is if in your logical moments, it's just there's it, it, the juice is never worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> All right, we appreciate the uh, questions. Keep them coming in. Uh, other than that, man, I think I think we're good, bro. I think we've done uh, we've done. Our audience, right? We've done right by our audience tonight. We've done. Better. I got, I got one more tidbit. Yes, sir. Wondering. Please. If you guys have Twitter or Instagram out there, I want you to go into your Twitter search bar. And I want you to type in "Why you being weird to me." I want you to go in your Twitter search bar and type in "Why right you being being weird to me," and I want you to watch that video. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a minute and a half video. I want you to watch that video, and I want you to holler at me next week. Should I should I play on the computer right now? No. No, you should let them watch it and let them come back. Let them come back in the follower questions about it. If okay. You, if you like, if you thought this video was funny, holler back at me in the uh, in the follower questions next week, and of course, Jero will see it and we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I think this video is hilarious. Okay. Okay. Is it this the one with the girl with the braids? And they got the mustache. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna check this. I'm gonna <laughs> check this for sure. <laughs> All right, bro. It's been real. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, congratulations to my boy, J-Ro. You know what I'm saying? He just had the, the engagement party. How was that? Uh, it was lit, bro. You know, it was a good time. It was, we I, def- see, I seen some IV bags after the... after the. Oh, yeah. We had to do it. We had to do it. You know what I mean? Like It was it was rough, as, as to be expected. But it was a good time, man. Um, I know y'all just went down to San Diego, you and your fiance. How was that? Uh, chill, man. Fucking way too much drunk driving, bro. Way oh, too much drunk driving. Not good. Right? Not good. Anyone get popped? <laughs> nah, nobody got popped. But like, that's what I'm saying. It was like I was drinking, but I was sober. You feel me? Like it was crazy. I was, <laughs> I was freaky. I was freaky Zeke all weekend. You know what I mean? It was. I was on another level. Don't drink and drive out there, y'all. But if you have, you've all been at that point where you got behind the wheel and holy shit, you sobered up quick. Right? Like, fuck that. Like, like, oh, I'm going to lock in right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but hey, not okay. Yeah, not okay. Do ne- never, not okay. ever, ever, ever do it, y'all. But if you have, you know what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for checking out the pod. We'll be back next week. It's been real. Peace. Game over, man. It's game over.